Courtney Clapp, and I want to welcome you to this week's episode of the Clapp Co. Podcast. Think of me as your virtual goal coach. I'm here to cheer you on as you put in the work on your next goal. It's been said that efficiency is kind of my superpower, and I want to share that superpower with you. Join me each week as I share answers to your questions about all things productivity, momentum, goal setting, efficiency, organization, and some good old-fashioned motivation as we chase our goals together. This is the Clap Code Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Clap Code Podcast. I'm excited that you're joining us today. I am also really excited to introduce our guest this week. It is my very own podcast manager, husband, and cat dad, Ben Clapp. Hey, Courtney, welcome to myself. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm excited for our listeners to get to hear a little bit about your story and about what you're working on, working towards, and just learn some more about you. So thanks so much for your time. I'm a big fan and I'm proud of you. And I'm happy to share my story with the audience and see if it can help them in some way. Now, I mentioned briefly that Ben is the person who edits the podcast and posts them. Well, don't say that now. They're going to blame me for any and all audio errors. <laughs> no. Uh, but no. I can't. I can control every, you know, everything. But Well, the problem is you're just too good at it. And so you've been dubbed with the responsibility. I can teach you if you would like. No, no, no. I like the arrangement we have. It's no, very good. I, as a goal coach, I think you know that you should try <laughs> in different areas. Oh, audience, that's too much. Audience members, please DM Courtney to tell her to learn how to uh, edit a podcast <laughs> more. No, she Unfortunately, does, she does that is not one of my goals on the list for right now. But Just I missed will, the cut. I will put it into the queue. Just so thank you. Close. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so Ben, if you wouldn't mind just telling us about yourself and about a goal that you have accomplished. Well, I am... I, you know, myself, and I'm ending my 20s soon, so I'm getting a little bit into um, what they call old age, um, and so I'm rapidly declining. But <laughs> I still got my humor about me, so that's great. <laughs> I'd say a goal that I have accomplished in my past is that I've successfully changed careers. Um, that is something that I am proud about and I'm excited to share a little bit more about if that's helpful. Yeah, no, that is great. Now, my question for you is how did you decide on this goal? I decided on the goal partially out of necessity because I needed and, you know, wanted to change careers and just felt led in that direction. So it's less like I wanted to uh, just completely superfluously. There was a little bit of a fire under my behind in order to get this done, but it was out of a, a core passion or a desire to see better uh, health and better uh, wholeness and like different opportunities for both myself and my family. Yeah. That's how I landed on it, yeah. And it seems like too that you had some skills that you just were always curious about, right? Because right. your background was in religious studies. Yeah, I have a bachelor's in religious studies. Um, and yeah, so I, 
there's nothing wrong with that bachelor's degree or I don't really regret the choices I made per se because they always just kind of work out. Um, but yes, as we, all of our listeners understand, there's sometimes where you have different skills that you aren't as much tapping into in your current career. And you always are wondering, man, what if, what would it be like to be a garbage man? You know, and to be doing, <laughs> driving those big trucks around one day a week, you know. Did you really uh, think that? No. Um, but I know a family member of ours <laughs> who, will, who will remain nameless. Thought that garbage no, no, no. Were... I think we should tell the okay, story. Hold up. So, for those of you who know my little brother Isaac, he always said that he wanted to be a garbage man growing up because he would only have to work one day a week. I mean, it's smart thinking. That's a good... <laughs> And if anybody doesn't understand that joke, um, so for us, garbage day's on Friday. So that would mean the garbage man only worked on Friday. Yeah. I mean, a logical conclusion. Yeah, for a 10-year-old. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, so I think we all understand, what, man, what would it be like with this kind of curiosity to take my skills and apply them in a different direction? Maybe you're mm-hmm. a writer and you're like, man, what would it be like to do that as my day job? Maybe you're like man, I really love to cook. What would it be like to be a chef or, or work in the culinary field? You know, all these different skills that we have that we use in our just day-to-day lives. And one of the skills that I had was being, well, two things. It was kind of a long story, but two things uh, that I had. One was technical skills, like computer interest. And the other was like a lot of experience with finances and uh, and money and a passion to learn more about that. And so long story short, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I just had to throw some things against the wall. And so I started with those skills and decided to learn more about them and see if that was something that I would find a career in. That's awesome. Now, as you were working towards this goal, what were some things that worked for you? And what were some things by way of contrast, that didn't work? Okay, that's a great question. So I, like I said, I had to throw things at the wall. I had to, in kind of my free time, obviously I still had a job um, that I was still trying to do my best at and not just drop the ball on that. In my, so my free time, I had to discern and discover more about myself. So I think that was one thing that was just helpful and one thing that went well that I'd say is uh, engaging in a discovery process, mm-hmm. engaging in learning about yourself and what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, we had a foster son and I just had a little bit more time. Um, I, I guess it was this before was it we had the foster son, the first like go about. Or, yes, okay. it was spring. It was spring. Mm-hmm. So, but we so had, you had already, just decided you were leaving your current job we were, uh, and had about a year. I had a year off ramp. Um, that's another story, another day. But yes, so but we had just decided to be fo- to go through the foster mm-hmm. uh, care process. So we knew we wouldn't exactly have a foster son immediately, but we knew that that was coming. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm thinking that way in my mind. Mm-hmm. So. We already had kind of a, I guess that was another thing that went well, is when you have some external things, like you have a year to figure this out, you have months to figure it out before you have a foster kid in your house. Mm -hmm. Those sort of things light a fire under you. 
and help you keep focused and motivated. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was in this process of engaging and I would just think, okay, what would it be like to uh, be in technology in a, in a uh, IT coding development uh, computer job? And so I would go to all these resources, did a lot of research, you know, Code Academy, uh, Code Boot Camps, um, you know, Khan Academy, YouTube, all these different things. There's just uh, HTML is hard websites, that sort of thing that teach you a lot about coding. And so I would just learn and learn and learn. And I would just grow and grow and grow and just see if those things were interesting to me. So I would start with HTML, which is a good coding language to know because that's what websites are written in. Then I would learn some CSS and I'd learn some design stuff. And then I learned some JavaScript, which is kind of animating uh, and more basic programming of the websites. And so I would start there and then I'd build my own little mini website and do some exercises. And I just was trying that on for, for fun, I guess, to see if I liked it. So all that to say, I was trying a bunch of things and stoking curiosity and giving myself permission to try those things. And I feel like that is one of the best things that I could have done in that season. Yeah, that's great. Now, it sounds like what you're saying, and I know this because I saw it happening, but it sounds like you didn't just decide on a goal and then you woke up tomorrow and you had accomplished it. It was a process. Correct. I, I think you talk to your clients a lot about the goal discovery and goal planning and goal implementation, all these different stages and steps. Um, and so I think I was more in that, I knew the overall goal, but I didn't know some of the sub goals. So I needed to learn about myself. I needed to learn uh, more timing things. How long did this process take? If I were to do a boot camp, you know, what, what would that take? If I were mm-hmm. to learn this, what would that take, et cetera? Yeah, so now what you're describing is over a year process, really, from mm-hmm. about a year and a half, actually. and. What's also happening at the same time is a global pandemic mm-hmm. and also you're moving to another state. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess there were a lot of opportunities to give up or just change course completely and just say, no, I'm going to stay where, I'm, where I've been, yep. where it feels familiar. Um, right. So that's a great point. And uh, to kind of finish that or to continue the story... I was not, I was feeling more of a closed door, like I was saying with this coding. I wasn't sure like, man, I'm really enjoying it, but it doesn't seem like there are people hiring for that or entry level jobs. I feel like I'd have to go back to school or just wasn't sure. Just didn't seem like the right opportunity. And then another kind of opportunity came and uh, opportunity to go into financial planning. And as I alluded to before, really impassioned about people finding financial freedom, people, uh, getting to not be owned by their finances, uh, so to speak, and really to be empowered to do what they feel called to do with their with their whole lives, including their finances. So then I pivoted. At this point, we had a foster child. And so in my free time that I did have, again, while doing my job and uh, having a foster kid around, just hanging out. He helped me sometimes. But oh, he helped you? No, I... He didn't distract you? He's distracting me mostly. But in that time, I was working on 
in this case, more clear certification goals to get a, a clear, um, a pass an exam in a certain amount of time, read a huge 550 page book, had to go to the library, take a lot of notes, had to do practice exams, practice quizzes. That's, that was more of a, like a linear process uh, because it was, it was kind of mapped out for me. And so just had to continue to be motivated and um, do it, just do it. Mm -hmm. And then passed that exam, started that process, was ramping up to launch that more fully, was kind of talking uh, to people about it. But then and then the pandemic hit and as has been discussed on our various podcasts and whatnot, we kind of used that time to pause and think about our life, like you're saying. And then we decided, man, I think we need to move. And so then that was a big red, not red flag, excuse me, a big uh, wrench in the middle of this career transition. I thought I was going to do this and then now I have to figure out another thing. And so then I had to do a bunch of different, more discovery. And this time it was more like, well, I got to discover a job uh, <laughs> down in Utah. And so uh, over a month and a half or so, I probably applied for about 50 jobs. Um, just kind of throwing my hat in the ring. A lot of, again, curiosity, like, man, I would be open to this. I will see what's going on with this. Some people would reply back and they're like, why are you applying for a job here? Why? You know, and I'm like, well, why do you think I want to work there? You know what I mean? And they're like, well, obviously that doesn't work. You don't live here. I'm like, well, or you're trying to change. You know? Yeah, or oh, yeah, like one guy is like, well, are you sure? You know, you should probably be working at the corporate office. You know, not at this store or whatever. Well, I'm like, well, I think I, like that was one of those things. I'm just like, I just want a positive interaction slash. I want to. You know, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall here. You know and Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it was a big, long process, and uh, so you have to be willing to recalibrate multiple times, especially in times like these. Well, it sounds like what you're saying is that you tried a lot of things, first of all, and yeah. second of all, it was a lengthy process. Correct. And then the pandemic brought even more questions and grayness into the mm -hmm equation and so then you had to continue to adjust your goal based on the information that you had right you didn't Correct. set out with one goal and then end with that very goal i think a lot of times people think that they have to determine their goal and they can never have any flexibility within that mm -hmm. and i just think that that's really discouraging when it comes to setting and achieving goals because you just get new information in in six months in a year if there's a pandemic i mean there's there's plenty of new information that came at you that you didn't know was coming and you had to pivot and adjust to that. Yeah, so well said. But within the chaos, there are is organization, there is goals. Mm -hmm. Like I and mentioned, a trajectory, yeah. right? There was a specific place you were trying to go. Exactly. Like first step was like, again, simplifying here just for summary's sake kind of first stab, I'm like, I think it's going to be in tech or coding or something like that. So I'm going to be dedicated and learn all this stuff. I filled mm -hmm. a whole journal with, with notes again and just learning and learning, learning. So that was dedicated, but then it felt just like, again, there wasn't really that opportunity to do that. Um, just didn't feel like, yeah, just what, it wasn't the right uh, door being opened. It didn't feel like then another door opened and it was like, okay, now it's going to be financial planning gonna keep going, 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 get the certification, had a lot of dedication, a lot more notes, a lot more time, and how to figure out how to do that. And then, wait a minute, 
maybe now things are changing. We're actually not going to be here, uh, whatnot. And then what's next. So, mm-hmm. so goals, it's like you get kind of knocked down, mm-hmm. knocked over. And then you like have to reorient yourself and like, okay, where's the North mm-hmm. star? Where yep. am I headed to? What's my exactly. landmark? And then you kind of set out and then you got to find boulders and falling trees along the way. You got to navigate around them. That is so good. Such a good analogy. Now, I know that we're talking about a goal that you have accomplished, uh, but what does a typical day in your life look like? And really what I'm referring to is when you were working towards this goal. Okay, okay. So I think like I mentioned, you, some of my, some of our audience might relate to this. When you have this bigger term, long-term thing, like a career change in mind, you can kind of get discouraged because it feels so big. So you have to break it down and I think you can kind of easily get distracted from with the day-to-day activities. You know, you got to cook and you got to clean. You got to make sure you are eating relatively healthy. You got to make sure, again, probably you have a job. You have to make sure you're not dropping the ball there. And so it's tough um, to maintain focus and then completely change, you know, your brain Mm -hmm. um, to that big thing. So I think you have to, one, you have to grow a passion for what you wanting to, to do and to learn. Because if you don't really enjoy learning about it, it is really hard to motivate it, at, yes. least, at least for me. Oh yeah, that's so true. Because uh, imagine just like if you didn't have any passion behind it and just trying to learn some of these rules and regulations and, and of whatever field or the most boring uh, background stuff. So you have to maintain the motivation, I'd say. And then stoke similar to that but stoke that curiosity stoke that uh, fire of just of learning so that you're motivated to keep at it okay so that's typical day in such a thing like this when you have to learn and grow and your school or you're training yourself keep that curiosity so i guess i was more talking about schedule Mm, well I am not the schedule in this family, so you'd have to talk to my wife about <laughs> what my typical day was like back then. I probably have forgotten. But I would say that's what I was kind of trying to allude to in more uh, general terms. You have to maintain your day-to-day life, but you have to set aside chunks of time to be focused on this overall goal. But what I'm saying is that it's easy to be distracted and uh, sacrifice that time and eat into that time that you've set aside with other stuff, day-to-day activities, and the normal uh, dreary drama of your of your day. So you're saying that you used whatever time you had available, really. If you had a chunk of time here and a chunk of time there, you would just use that. Yeah, and I tried my best to set aside intentional time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, try it as the best you can. You just got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe to have like an, you know, a couple days a week where... I would do as many of my chores and do many of my errands and many of my work is done as possible. And then so there'd be freedom to uh, focus on those bigger term, long-term projects. Now, was there anything from your past that you can see was preparing you for the experience that you had with this goal? Hmm. That's a really good question. I'd say probably school, learning, Mm-hmm. and trying new things. Mm-hmm. That sounds like you really enjoy learning, and that's 
a value of yours. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I think I wouldn't have been able to stoke that fire, that passion, had I not already been stoking those fires of learning and mm-hmm. trying a, a bunch of different things. I think it would be hard for me. Mm-hmm. Now, is that skill something that you can use in your new job now? Uh, definitely. Uh, it, spoiler alert, I got back into the tech field. Now I'm in IT. And so a lot of my job now is problem solving and learning like something gets dropped on my lap. Hey, what's up with this? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I'll, <laughs> I know how to find out. Mm-hmm. And then I have to spend, you know, uh, that curiosity, you know, and I think it would be similarly very hard if I didn't have a passion to learn mm-hmm. and actually be interested in this sort of stuff. If I, mm-hmm. every time I was like, oh, I don't know, and I don't really care, but I'll learn enough so that you'll stop talking to me. That would mm-hmm. not uh, go very well. Right. Well, and I mean, I know we've all had experience with people in the tech world where we just want the technology to work, right? We're just like, how can you get this to work, whether it's a computer or phone or internet or whatever? How do we get it to work? What do we need to do? And so it, it just seems like you have a really good personality for tech, the tech world because you're, you're calm and patient, but you're also really committed to learning and figuring things out and solving problems. Hmm. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a question that our other guests do not get asked because okay. they are not married to the host of the podcast. Okay. So, preface it by saying that. But you are married to a goal coach. Okay. And I would love for you to share anything about what it's like being married to a goal coach. And maybe there's something that's surprised you about that or been challenging about that or been encouraging I don't know I we just wanted to hear from you around that topic I'd say I've been incredibly lucky to get goal coaching for free for that's, true. Uh, that's probably one thing <laughs> and I think I've seen Courtney you um, hone your craft more and more and so that's been fun to see I'd say it's really just an interesting dynamic try to figure out how to help each other in marriage in general. And mm-hmm. I think you being a goal coach adds just another layer of that. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say just being you, the goal coach. It's it's just like anyone, like, it's like I have this technical support skill. Mm-hmm. So as we were joking about at the beginning, I am the one who's probably editing the podcast or whatever. And so you could have this dynamic where I'm always like, no, you need to learn how to be a better uh, technology user. You know, like here I've prepared. Solve your own tech solve, problems. Exactly. So you could kind of like, but I uh, want to use it as a strength to bring to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say it's a similar thing in lesser hands. You know, someone who's like a, a goal coach or something like that would be, could be, I don't know, bringing an unhelpful dynamic to the marriage of like, well, why don't you do this? You need to perform at this certain level. But I feel like you have the, the balance and we have the right balance trying to not be overzealous with that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and still live a balanced, normal life. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. And um, I know we've had conversations too about like what your goals are and when you're going to work on them and what you're, I mean, 
what you're going to do exactly like I talk to my clients about. But um, I know I have a mindset of realizing that I have to let you be my husband first. And uh, I don't even want to say client, but what's what's a word adjacent to client? Um, case study. <laughs> Project. Experiment. Experiment. Lab rat. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even call you a client. That's not even fair to call you. It's more like I just give you encouragement. A goal partner? A goal partner. I I give you encouragement. Stakeholder. Yeah. Actually, you are technically a business owner with me. Yeah, the co-owner. Co-owner. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I, I really like what you said. That That makes a lot of sense. And I think if I could summarize that, it would be saying that there's a place and a time for talking about goals and timeframes and to-do lists and tasks, but there's also time to just be a human and get to just be married. And some of those dynamics are from my personality that are just going to be there regardless. Mm, And so I try to, I really do try to turn off the goal coach side towards you so that everything in your life doesn't have to be about accomplishing achieving a goal, you know, a hundred different areas because that would not be fun to be married to. So it's the same with me. Like I try to, I could go on and on about, hey, how this is what you should do with the computer or your phone mm-hmm. or something or your car. I don't know, whatever. But like, who wants to be you know kind of taught at or t- talked mm-hmm. down to all yeah. the you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now there are just a couple last questions that I ask all of our rapid, guests. Rapid fire. First one is, what is your go-to coffee order? All right couple different uh, ones in the holster I'd say probably if I had to choose I'd probably say some sort of latte with some sort of Irish cream Mm. type flavoring that sounds very good now what is something that inspires or refreshes you no wrong answer Um, I get inspired by inspiring stories in people who overcome hard circumstances in life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, if there's one piece of advice that you would want our listeners to take away from this conversation, say they're just tuning in now at the very end, or maybe they've been multitasking, haven't been paying attention, what is the one thing you would want them to hear? Keep stoking your curiosity. That's good. I like that. Now, how can people find you? What is your favorite platform to hang out on? Um, probably Instagram, probably. That's uh, Mr. Ben Clapp is my handle. And I'm on Facebook. You can just add me. Um, you can text me. I have a phone. But I'm not going <laughs> to give out my number. It's a very public platform. Jeez. <laughs> but if you can figure it out, you know. And you can text me. I'm sure they can find I'm sure any one of those platforms. Yeah, I'm sure my phone's... <laughs> no, anyway. Well, yeah, thank you right so now. much for joining us. I, I appreciate your time you. and I appreciate your perspective. And it's always just so inspiring. I think for me, I'm always inspired by people who have accomplished goals or are working towards goals because it really shows a lot about your character. And so thank you for sharing that with our listeners. And I'm excited to hear about the next goals you have coming up, but we'll have to save that for another episode. So... All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.